2: Hello, everybody welcome back to the instance this is instance episode 661 it is january 7th sorry yeah it is the 7th tomorrow's the 8th 2022 oh i gotta get used to saying that i've screwed it up a couple of times but not today 2022 brand new year and that means we're back thanks for joining us my name is scott johnson garrett winesdale joining us also hello garrett
1: nice, got, nice hi, to J- see
2: you and jocelyn's here also hi jocelyn
1: Hi Scott, hi Garrett.
2: Hi. I watched a bunch of your stream on uh, New Year's. That was fun.
1: Oh, was it Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad. I had a lot of fun playing even though I lost horribly. I can't rogue. Yeah. <laughs> like I've tried since the beginning of Hearthstone. I just can't rogue.
2: Can't do it. <laughs> why why did you uh, decide to rogue that uh that night? Why why, why I not? I thought it'd
1: be entertaining. Oh,
2: <laughs> it probably I think it was. It was fun to watch you be frustrated with your with your deck. <laughs> well then you should <laughs> i should, I should stream so on man yeah
1: i mean it's like
2: why people like to watch me play scary games they want to see me yeah. scary. so i totally totally understand well anyway it's good to have you both here we're back it's a brand new year of content and uh i did want to let people know top of the show here um it was kind of a big deal for me so i'm glad it's out there and up and people can actually check it out now we launched play retro on the network on monday And uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's a brand new podcast that focuses entirely on the retro scene in gaming, arcades, old consoles, that kind of stuff. And we did a deep dive on Joust and not just why is it great and maybe the greatest arcade game of all time, in my opinion, but also where did it come from? Who came up with it? Uh, What are those programmers doing now? What games were inspired by it? What games were full on ripoffs of it? Uh, I'm looking at you, Balloon Fight. Anyway, if you want to learn more and check that out, me and Brian Dunaway doing it on the weekly. Check it out at frogpants.com slash playretro or just play retro wherever you get your shows. All right, let's get into our big topic today. I don't know if you guys heard, but on what day is it? Wednesday, sorry, Tuesday night, Sony uh, and head of PlayStation... Uh, got up on stage for a keynote at CES, Consumer Electronics Show, and despite the fact that a lot of people pulled out of that thing, uh, some stuff did still happen and some decent announcements came out of it. One of them was that the PlayStation division of Sony is working on a virtual reality follow-up to their VR headset for the PlayStation 4 called VR2, and it's coming to the PlayStation 5 exclusively. Uh, we don't have dates or even pictures or even anything much beyond that. We do have some specs. We'll get into that in a second. But this does uh, act as an interesting jumping off point for what we want to discuss today, which is as gamers who have been pretty, you know, around this stuff for a long time, pretty seasoned in things like MMOs and some of the bigger kind of core experiences you expect uh, in a modern gaming world, whether or not we think that VR fits in that space or has a place there, or if everything's headed that direction, where does it leave us? These kinds of questions. We're going to talk about all of that, but first let's look at these specs just for, for the sake of doing it. Uh, these are 4K OLED displays. That's per eye. They support HDR and 120 hertz refresh, so uh, good good high specs uh, for, the, for the optics. 110 degree field of view, uh, the act- actual resolution per eye is 2000 by 2040 per eye. So technically that's 4K in total, I guess. Yeah. Bringing a whole new meaning to the uh, acronym PPE. PPE. That's right. I love saying PPE. It's fun to say. Uh, inside-out tracking. So no more towers or cameras. You don't need that PlayStation camera thing anymore. Uh, it's a lot more like the the way the quests and you know untethered headsets work today. The sort of inside-out tracking is kind of the future. Uh, it will support 3D audio and interestingly, uh, something they're calling sense feedback or haptic feedback in the headset itself. You'll feel the headshots, for example. So you're running around playing. Who
1: asks for that? Well, I see don't now. want to feel like I got shot in the head thing.
2: I know. I have, a, I have big questions about the intensity, right? <laughs> yeah. Will it be Will it be super intense? Will it be a mild little <laughs> like what's it going to be? My I, guess um, is it's not going to be much because they can't yeah, do it without it, it, much, you know? I used to I used to be in my younger years, very into paintball. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's the first thing I thought of was uh, how I, you never got used to getting shot in the helmet. Cause it would, it, if you've ever put a bucket on your head as a kid and your sibling smacked it with a spoon, <laughs> um, it, it's not a dissimilar experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, but imagine it, it, the spoons hitting at the speed of a car on the freeway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this my guess is to get this thing approved for human use, it's going to be a real mild little buzz. Like it'll purely Probably. be like if it's directional. I want to dive it up to paintball mode. is well, my point, right? I get, I get you. Maybe there is a way to crank it up. Maybe you'll have user control over that. But the idea of imagine you think you are in a nice little spot in a bunker in some sort of VR shooter, and you think you are out of everybody's purview or whatever, and then you get a little tink in the back of your head, knowing that it came that direction and is in kind of you know it it responded in a very three-dimensional way that does intrigue me um although i'd be dead right
1: i'm pretty sure if you get headshot though like that knowledge isn't actually gonna help you
0: because you're
2: just gonna be i was about to say like what (laughs) game are you playing because even in halo where there's shields if it's a sniper round you're dead yeah no it's a good point like nobody in real life goes You know, gets a fifty caliber to the head and goes. Oh, interesting! It came from the back left.
0: (laughs) Well, um, my opponents in PUBG do because they're uh, cheating
2: assholes like everyone in PUBG. Well, those guys. Um, PUBG probably will end up supporting this. Uh, There was some rumor about that, but anyway, uh, haptic feedback in the headset. Who knows what that means? And I'm I'm super curious about it. Here's the bummer. If there's a bummer about the announcement at all, uh, because most of it sounds pretty good, is that it will be tethered. Makes sense. The PS5 is what drives this. Uh, not, you know, the headset itself, but that does feel a little antithetical to the way all this stuff is moving. Um, the big money is in portability and non tethering, uh, by far and away, the current, uh, quest one and quest two headsets are the sales leaders out there. And, uh, you could argue that that's mostly because they're untethered, but they can also be tethered to a PC and be used in that way. Um, I don't know what I would have expected here because saying having it be untethered would have been akin to saying, "Well, either you better have some really low latency wireless technology, which doesn't really exist for this kind of throughput, or um, the headset itself will have to be the entire enclosed ecosystem. Like that would be where your store would be, and it would be separate from your PlayStation. Well, why would they do that? The whole point is to to stack up, you know, stack this against their their uh, their install base of Playstations." and uh just like it was with the four uh they also sold a lot of playstation headsets for the four more than i think anybody expected them to especially given the history of accessories and consoles they just don't sell one-to-one and they did pretty well um no like i said no images no release dates announced or even a price for that matter we have no idea what this stuff will be but we do have an indication anyway that it will be this year because they will have support at launch for a game called Horizon Up the Mountain. Now, don't be confused with uh, Forbidden West, but the idea is that... Or for- Forza. Or Forza, for that matter. Forbidden West will be out, and then this will hit. And if it's close to each other, well, then it would make sense that the headset maybe launches when this Up the Mountain experience comes out. Um, up until yesterday, I was confused. I thought the entirety... I thought they were saying the entirety of Forbidden West would be playable in VR. Um, but that doesn't make sense, because it's a third-person action game, and also, I don't know, just feels like you'd have to really wedge some things in there. So it seems like a bad idea. Um, But anyway, uh, so those are the specs on the thing. And this comes on the heels of a whole bunch of rumors that are circulating, and some of them from very reputable sources who are often right about this stuff. For example, Apple has something ready to show this year. I've heard that from multiple sources who have been correct about these kind of rumors before. Like them or hate them, when Apple does something, it tends to perk up the industry and everything starts to roll. It's just kind of how it goes. So whether they make something good or not, it doesn't matter. That that is a hallmark. Or that is a, a benchmark of oh, okay, this is more than just a small niche. We're actually going to get into a more of a mainstream thing here. So that has a lot of potential. Uh, the MetaQuest Three will probably announced be announced if not shipped this year. Uh, there's possible stuff going around at Microsoft with Xbox and PC plans, refreshes on the valve index product and possibly their own portable sort of competitor, uh, that would work with either the, the new, uh, what do you call the new, the steam deck that's coming out or on its own. Uh, so there's a bunch of talk like that. And there's constant chatter these days about the metaverse and what the metaverse is and how it'll all connect to each other. And we'll be playing an MMO, but then we can be right in the middle of that experience, walk through a portal that is uh, target. So I can go do my shopping and then walk right back into the MMO. I'm playing a lot of talk about that stuff. So we're going to talk about that stuff, uh, you know, to whatever degree we want to, whether or not we think this future is for us. Uh, Or if it's for real, like personally, I think it's all coming whether we like it or not. I think we are headed toward a place where we have very light, unobtrusive, long battery life, affordable things on our heads that take us into a mixed reality of sorts, be it virtual or AR. And we are going to be interacting with each other and the world in all kinds of new ways in the next 10 years. That is going to be a thing. The question is for me, who will will be the big players in those things? whose headsets are going to be we going to be wearing uh who will dominate that is it going to be too many uh individual walled gardens and we're just jumping between them or will it be more like the internet itself where we can go anywhere we want anytime we want with a click of a couple of buttons and does that make it interesting for us as grindy gamers like we want to play what we want to play will this ad- will this will this push us out to like old people pasture and make us long for you know <laughs> joysticks and, and CRTs or where uh, or are we going to jump in? So based on that little introduction, Garrett, I know you have opinions. Let's start with you. Um, just the overall, what do you, where do you think we're going? And are you going to go with VR it? VR is, is one of the cooler experiences I've had that I
0: also think sucks horribly. Mm. Like <laughs> I've had really cool experiences in VR that are definitely unlike any other game experience I've ever had. But I think VR is the most inconvenient experience I've ever had in gaming. Um, Like, and it has, I don't think it going wireless has really helped because stuff like the quest, it's like, well, I I don't, I, it's still a big
2: honking thing on your noggin is what you're saying. It's still a
0: big honking thing on your noggin, which is part of it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it's also just like uh, having to like get bought into that storefront. And it's, and uh, I don't have personal experience with, trying to tether it to my PC to then play Steam games and stuff, but I haven't heard a single positive thing from anyone who has tried. Oh, I, like I did okay with
2: it. I, I ended shotty. up doing that, and it was fine for me. I didn't have any issues, but I don't know. That experience may vary because, obviously, it's a it's a workaround kind of, you know. Must have gotten better then. Yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, I have uh, whatever the, the final generation of the Oculus was before they – Started calling it meta.
2: So the Rift. Oh, no. the quest, You got the Quest 1 probably. Although the Quest 2 sold under the Facebook name until... No, it's it's only Oculus tethered. Name. It's not wireless. Oh, it is tethered? It's a
0: Rift then. Yeah. Okay. That's so a Rift. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever the final Rift was. Yeah. Um, so that's what I have. And um, I got it because I was really freaking excited for Star Wars Squadrons. Mm-hmm. Because uh, something I've always wanted to do is sit in front inside of a damn X-Wing and blow things up. Sure. And Squadrons lets me do that. And it is one of the absolutely coolest experiences I've ever had in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still haven't beaten it. And there's a layer of dust about an inch thick on that on that <laughs> headset because it is such a production to play that and have that experience, right? Um, it's not easy. It's not easy to do. Um, and as I've gotten older, I have really put a lot more stock in having relaxing, easy to experience gaming experiences. Um, I am spending more time playing on my couch since getting the new Xbox than I have on my much more capable PC. <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I find myself in a similar position. I wonder what, on, the, on at this level of this conversation that we're at right now someone we have someone in the room who gets sick playing vr jocelyn yeah. i'd like to hear more <laughs> from from i'd like to hear more from, hear from the more
1: mo- about my vomiting experience
2: yeah like the 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 motion challenged of us in this world and there are plenty of us my wife can't do vr for exactly that reason she makes her super sick almost immediately she's like oh my gosh i'm gonna hurl and- I
1: can't even like if if someone else is playing VR and all I can see is like what's happening on the on like the TV. I can't even watch that. Like I have to I have to like avert my eyes because it just makes me nauseous. Oh, like wow. even without the headset on.
2: Yeah. Now I, I honestly like, think I watching
1: plenty of first person things, but for some reason, just the way the world moves around you when you're in VR, it just really throws me off.
0: Mm. There's, 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 yeah, I, so I don't get motion sick, but I find watching VR footage horrible. Like (laughs) there's a thing with like subtle head movements, like where, and there's like science Mm. to it too, where our eyes stabilize our jerky head movements. But if you're watching something captured on someone else's jerky head movement, it's a lot more disorienting than if you were just experiencing it yourself. Uh, GoPro footage and you know action cameras are are very much the same way. Yeah. Oh um, yeah,
1: those yeah those do the same thing. Like I can't watch that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's funny because I don't like watching VR footage. I'm totally fine playing in VR. Um, I, uh, like I can I can eat a four course meal and get on a roller coaster. I'm fine um yeah but. that's the
1: thing that i always found crazy about vr with me is i can do like crazy roller coasters i can do big drops i can read in the car like i've never had any oh, really? issues with any oh yeah it's totally fine but okay, then as soon as i my... go into vr it's like this isn't real <laughs> and my brain just goes huh,
0: <laughs> yeah i have quite a few friends who can't do vr but they also tend to get like car sick yeah.
1: yeah no like, yeah. I mean, I play hearthstone in the car. like, so I can even do screens in a car. Like it doesn't matter. It does, nothing oh. like that has ever bothered me.
2: oh, that's very interesting. i I yeah, I also like in Kim's case, she gets very car sick unless she's driving and she can't read in a car. it would it would, it would kill her. So I also assume there was like a connection there. but um I, obviously that's not entirely true. So, but what, what it sounds like to me is the the effect of the of VR is actually hitting you in a really strong way. It's saying to you, hey, check it out. We're in here moving around and your brain goes, I know I'm not really here. And that argument is just maybe a little more sensitive in your head or something. Who knows? Yeah, it's like
1: My brain's too smart for VR or something. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it can't get tricked enough.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I, and having, having it be so diverse for different people, this is the one thing I get worried about because we're talking about moving into a space where perhaps, you know, it becomes a primary interface for, how we experience games and digital worlds and whatever and if that's true i don't want to be locking out a few million sensitive you know people like you who are who 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 ended up walking away from this feeling like ugh, i can't do this like that sucks that's that seems bad that seems antithetical to we're all in here together but sorry all you people who get sick or have motion sickness (laughs) or
1: Well, I mean, it almost comes back to the accessibility conversation, right? Like, (laughs) are they going to make games? Because this is one of my big fears, is that we will go forward with all of this VR stuff. It'll Mm. get into smaller and smaller headsets that become easier and easier to use. Because I think, like, ease of use is a big problem, like Garrett was talking about before. Like... It's cool tech, but if it's a pain in the ass to set up, I'm just going to pick up my controller. So like if it gets smaller and smaller and easier to use and companies go, oh, hey, we can build these cool experiences and I'm sitting here going, but I can't do that. (laughs) Then I just can't be a gamer anymore. Like it sucks. (laughs)
2: Right, that's a way, there is a feeling of like, well, I don't want to be pushed into some corner just because of a trend or the trends are going this direction. It's not like how, how a lot of artists feel when people are trying to shove NFT stuff down our throats and stuff. It's like this the similar feeling of like, wait a minute, I got a way I like doing things. And then I always have to say, all right, well, wait a minute, though. Maybe I don't want to be that guy at like 70 going how these kids? I just don't want to be that guy. I these want to get
1: to their VR. Yeah.
2: I want to know, I want to embrace change. And when change comes, I want to be ready for it. I always have been that way in my life. Even, even in my young years, I would see a thing and my parents would go, Oh, I don't know. And I'd say, Oh, I do like, I just, I want, I want it to, to, that sort of stuff to happen, but I don't want people to be left out of it. Here's the thing though. I think this all follows the pattern that phones did. Um, and you could even say the pattern that PCs did, but Phones make I think phones make a better analogy and it's also more recent. Um, You know, in the 90s, we had really awkward, horrible ways to communicate with each other, whether it was pagers. I mean, pagers are ridiculous. If you think about them, you call a dude's (laughs) thing. It rings on the thing. It buzzes them with the number you called from. You got to go find a phone and then call somebody at the number on the thing and then talk to them like it's the most workaroundy bull crappy way to do anything ever. But it was a step in this direction. And then the steps got faster, smarter, cheaper, more accessible. And now we don't even think about it. We have these extremely powerful computers in our pockets that we rely on all the time for all sorts of things, the least of which is its actual phone capability. I never talk to anybody anymore on my freaking phone. It's all text. It's all messages. I always messages.
1: assume someone's died. If, if someone's calling me, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a death call.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, no. Except my mom, because mom loves talking. Um, I love you, mom. Um, but yeah, anyone else, I'm like,
2: oh, no. Yeah. yeah,
1: something what, terrible has what happened. Has happened.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, but we're going to but then now then we're, we're at a place now where, you know, it's fast, like really fast, unbelievably fast compared to what we used to think phones could be capable of. And the things we're doing with our phones, we just are we don't even think about it. We're taking like professional level SLR style photographs on a phone these days. Like we're doing things we never thought we'd do in that space and it feels natural and easy and you just don't have to think that much about it. I think VR and AR, for that matter, mixed reality as a whole, has to get there before we see it be the thing we need it to be to answer all these questions like, will I game there? Will I find entertainment there? Will I spend time with people there? Like this this metaverse stuff, the reason people are excited about it is we are finally getting to a place where the fidelity can do it. That isn't the problem anymore. Like the Quest 2 in particular is capable of, of rendering beautifully, 120 frame per second, high-res uh, reality experiences, virtual reality experiences that are photorealistic in many ways. And we no longer have to keep pushing, we can keep pushing that envelope, but that's at a place where that fidelity is functional. What isn't there yet is it needs to be this big. These glasses I'm about to put on, that needs to be it. Until we get to this, which I would compare to, a slim cell phone in your pocket, uh, then then there are plenty, there's still questions about the viability of it all. But once it's this. Think
1: so wasn't it, it that though? Like, because we had Google Glass a little while ago and I don't really, like, I don't pay attention to tech that much unless it's starting to get into my video games. But like, wasn't that a thing?
2: Well, it was <laughs> like, a thing, we but, we but it wasn't. It, it was 3000 Yeah, and Everyone hated it. It was <laughs> a thing, but they were $3,000. And they were never a, a fully ready to sell to the people thing. It was not like I think you could go to a Best Buy and gra- grab the latest I was set. Saying,
1: I never saw them, and I never knew anyone that had them. But I,
0: I freaking wanted one. I thought they were cool uh, for that very reason. Because I am with you, Scott. Like, like y- 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 they need to be, like you said, easy and like a natural experience. Um, yeah. And, and no, so, those yeah, the, the, I think they do need to get more to like glasses size. You know, maybe they look like uh, Grandma's glasses that go over the regular glasses for driving, sure so that you get a little bit more of a three sixty thing like you know but but yeah, it I think you need to be able to like instantly go to like a transparency where I can see the damn outside world again and have layers of
2: opacity between that. Um, and keep in mind, these were not, they were not a report. They were purely an <laughs> AR device and they only right. did uh, like little overlays and stuff. So they weren't even a particularly capable AR device. Um, it was mostly like, here's a little menu that popped down that said you got an email notification. It was that sort of thing and some map stuff and some, you know, walk around in the world and see things stuff. But um, I think the reason that they canned that project is because there was only going to, that was only going to last so long as a stepping stone. Um, you know, it's a bit like, I don't know, the Diamond Rio MP3 players to the iPod. It's like, yeah, go ahead and make it. But pretty soon this stuff will be just like left in the dust by actual really capable mixed reality experiences so that you've got the AR and the VR and it's interchangeable and often happening, you know, at the same time. And um, that's the future. And I think they all know so that. You want and to see augment
1: that. your virtual reality.
2: Yeah. You want to <laughs> augment your VR augmented vr a vr there you go avr i've coined it but like the the closer we got to the fidelity that happened really fast in in relative terms like just a couple of years and we are now running on chips even the portable devices are running on chips that are extremely capable fast throughput is great like you're just having an amazing visual experience and it's it's all those things um, hand tracking and you know no tethering and no devices to tell you where you are all that stuff we've done that really quickly. Now the quick the the, the quick uh, iteration needs to be make this stuff not weigh two pounds and make it not a giant thing on my head, and make those yeah, controllers it's, no it's... longer needed. Make it so it knows what my hands are and where they are and what they're doing. And the Quest Two does this by the way. It has really great hand tracking. Um, not everything supports it, but there is a future where hand tracking is all you do. Like, get to that point, and it's smart enough to just be like, imagine with your phone right now, you're like, well, I need to look something up. You pull it up, and you literally say something, and it gives you an answer. Okay, cool. Uh, And you just put it away, and you're done. And you don't even think about it. This needs to be the future where you're just kind of walking around, and you tap the side of the thing and say, "Uh, show me my shopping cart at Amazon. And opens up a big virtual room where you can just, like, reach out, grab a box, stick it here, take a box out, and say, I don't want those anymore, um like physically interact in those worlds, then you're talking. And if it's that easy for grandma to check her shopping list, then ergo it should be super easy for the three of us to get into a big massive world and play a bunch of video game shit. Right? I find I find the
0: shopping aspect hilarious. Like I think meta is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) All right. I think that's like why? In what world is that easier than going on my goddamn
2: phone and clicking the
0: thing I want and buying it.
2: Well, people said that about your phones when they had their computers and they said, well, why is this phone way of shopping any better than me just getting on my desktop and doing it and and look at us now? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it is easy as opposed
0: to I have to now wave my hands around to to buy a shirt on (laughs) target.com. Like why? I already don't want to go to Target, which I do, by the way. I always want to go to Target. Yeah, like so, uh, like, I, I don't I don't see that. Like, it's, we do it on the phone because it is easier. It, it fits in our pocket. We don't need to carry around a laptop bag anymore because we've got a, a, a glass rectangle that does everything we need it to do.
2: Yeah, but imagine uh, a future where, and some of this is happening now with VR. Like, okay, I'm aware of, I wish I knew the name so I could look it up and show you guys the video, but there's a restaurant who uh, basically has an app that in VR you can go look at their their restaurant and space within that restaurant in 3d so you can get an idea of whether you like the place or not but also they have every possible menu item out rendered in full 3d and in super high resolution like some kind of weird macro tech that lets your micro tech that lets you get like right up into the food and like, look at it and say, "Yeah, that—that's the Is thing that I want." How
1: you eat your meal though. It's like, not. Your it's right not. Your steak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. My local, my favorite local Chinese takeout place can totally afford this bullshit. It sounds great. It sounds really <laughs> scalable.
2: Yeah. No. Like. No. You're. I mean. I. I I'm fully. By the way, fully. I'm on board with the skepticism about this, but that's why I'm excited about it because these things tend to lead to what will actually be practical whether it is now or not. Like, for example, people know my opinion on NFTs. It's a freaking scammy mess right now. But there is a future where that technology makes sense. We're just not there yet. Back when credit cards first started being a thing online, it was a scammy mess. But we figured it out and we got there. And now we all trust it. Like, I, I'm i not saying that me <laughs> zooming, yeah. zooming into food and r- and looking at it in that way is maybe neat, but is it really that useful or practical? Probably not. But whatever that step may lead to, I think that's how this stuff gets better is we got to iterate sometimes in wacky ways, you know?
0: Yeah. It, I, I, it, to me, it's like, are, do you want to have a conversation about the tech is cool or do you want to have a conversation about like the tech is useful? Because I think cool tech and useful tech are two very different things. And I think what you just described with the food stuff, like, yeah, that that's, that's cool, but I'm still going to get a burger from Burger King. That looks like they put all of
2: the ingredients in the bag and shook it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. You're right, you're right. Like, it's not going to actually improve the real-world reaction. But l- imagine this. Let's say the three of us worked at the same company. And and also, it doesn't hurt that we're in a pandemic where this actually makes a little more sense. But let's just say we work in a company, the three of us are working together at the instance.net headquarters. And uh, we're all, you're in Florida, I'm here, and Jocelyn's up in Canada. And if these things are this small... And they're on my head right now. Jocelyn's sitting right here with me. Garrett's sitting right on this side with me. And we're literally talking as if you're not, as if you're here. And I mean in a very meaningful way. I don't mean Zoom calls. Those are iterations, but I don't mean that. I mean like you're hearing me in three-dimensional sound. It sounds like I'm coming from your left. I'm handing you a, a thing that I've been working on. I've been drawing, let's say. And my real hand from my drawing tablet just takes it and swipes that paper over to Jocelyn, who then just snatches it out of the air and goes, oh yeah, I really like this. This is awesome. Okay, let's go ahead and get this going. she gets up and does something or whatever. And we're doing this in whatever setting we want. And it's as real as if we were all sitting there. It's very sci-fi, but I am telling you, that's where this is headed. And I think there's something to it, man. And I think gaming, back to the whole gaming point, which is why we're here. Gaming can benefit from that kind of vision, experiences we're not even thinking of right now that we could have in cooperative settings or competitive settings uh or whatever and some of what leads me to think that this is going to accelerate is last year's numbers so check this out the vr market size in 2021 reached 4.8 billion dollars that's a lot i remember when the entire games business was like under a billion it wasn't that long ago uh, VR Peppers gaming. mom remembers. Yeah, Petr- they always remember. <laughs> VR gaming market size in 2021, 1.4 billion USD. And that's just gaming. So that's a that's pretty high. Uh VR had unit sales in 2021, 6 million units sold. Now that may not sound like a lot for 8 billion people on the planet, but these are pretty big growth numbers. Probably some of it spurred on by the pandemic. A lot of it spurred on by prices getting less those meta uh devices aren't sh- they aren't that expensive you get a nice vr headset for 299
0: yeah um, no, that, that's absolutely true yeah because i i when when vr first hit i was really excited about it um like i've re- and i funny enough now i have one i still haven't done this i really wanted to play racing games in vr right um but i just i'd rather just i just want to sit down and go <laughs> i don't want to yeah, I don't want to try try, try and launching uh, the, a lot of the racing games that support VR is not easy.
2: No, it's not. not, and it's also not easy. But I think some of,
0: a lot more of that is like um, a set of Corsa is kind of a god awful user experience. Um, <laughs> That game has its own issues yeah. with a, being a user experience. So yeah. I'm not yeah. going to blame VR on that. But yeah, I mean, it has gotten way more accessible from a price standpoint. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're you're, you're Your sci-fi, just the self-admitted sci-fi descriptor, like that does sound awesome. Like that Mm -hmm. does sound like, yeah. If if all of that is true, and and it's it's a smaller form factor, and it is as convenient as keeping a pair of sunglasses on my head, which I do constantly when I'm not in my home.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah, I have a pair of glasses all the time for this. The other thing is just as it is now, I think it's it's
2: very it's still very niche. It's a it's a four billion dollar niche. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like that's absolutely which is why I think it's getting why this uptick in interest and why every and I mean this every big tech company on this planet and even some who are not technically big tech, they are now they are all working to get a, a piece of this upcoming pie because they all believe that pie is coming. And I don't think they're wrong. I think that pie is hurtling at us at incredible speed, and that they want to be the ones that do it. That opens up a whole nother issue about the idea of a metaverse, should be that everything connects to everything. Think of it as the internet. It doesn't matter what browser I use. I could use Brave or Chrome or Safari or anybody else's browser to interface in there and use it. Uh, Free stuff, paid for stuff, whatever. Any browser will let me get on the internet and view what I need to view. Going from one page to another, Is as simple as new address or a link or a tab. Bam, I'm at the other place. So one second I was on amazon.com, the next second I'm on twitter.com. That kind of connectivity and everyone has, and everyone is everywhere and we're all just a click away from each other, that's what this quote unquote metaverse needs to be. It can't be someone owns it all. That's antithetical to, to the point of it. It can't be that Apple owned it all or Meta owns it all or whoever is the big player in the hardware side cannot also be the giant player with a locked-in garden. It has to be everybody connects to everybody all the time. And literally, it means that you... I'm in an MMO, Garrett's in a racing game, and Jocelyn's playing the sixth sequel to Sea of Thieves, okay? We're all playing it, and we're all separately playing those games, but then I get a wild hair and I'm like oh, I need to talk to Garrett real quick. I need to be able to portal right, not even leave my game, but portal right over to where Garrett's at, literally sit in his, in his passenger seat in his driving game and go, hey, dude, what's up? Oh, I'm just driving. Yeah, no, I know. And I go- <laughs> <laughs> it might freak you out a little bit. It'll probably let you know I'm coming and you would have control over whether anybody could ever do that. But the point is like, it's that kind of crossover this needs to be. Not everybody is separate with their own, Cool plan, and you're only in Google land or you're in Apple Land or in some other land, like that isn't how that is not what I want. I want a big interoperable thing. So there's still lots of individual cool places to be and, and do, but we're dealing with a standard like the web did, where those standards allow it all to be cross linked, all to be reachable from wherever you are at any given time. That's the future. And I think gaming wise, that has crazy implications. But I also think greedy corporations who make video games don't like what I'm saying. They want to be I the was place. I to
1: say, there's so many issues with like cross compatibility and cross platform and getting everybody on the same page in specifically in gaming right now that like, I don't know, man. <laughs> sounds like pipe dream you're talking about where nobody owns anything i think everyone's going to want to own their own little space and make you pay to get into it yeah which is really annoying
2: given the fact that this this entire gaming world we live in now and the entire well let's look at it this way we'll keep it simple the way the web works now is genius in that because it was open and free from the get-go and people like Tim Berners-Lee didn't try to copyright the World Wide Web and all that and then be the guy you had to go through to do anything. It was a brilliant move. It's It probably cost him billions, maybe trillions of dollars in revenue because he could have been the richest person in the history of the planet. But he didn't do it. And I'll always admire that he didn't do it. Because by that happening, it made it possible and paved the way for all these people to even exist. All of these big innovators in the in the in web space don't exist facebook's don't exist twitter's don't exist uh amazon doesn't exist yahoo google all of them they don't exist without that platform that was already there and laid out and then all they had to do is say well now we have the platform what can we do with it if that's not the thinking heading into this next phase and i agree with you it probably isn't that's why i'm so (laughs) depressed about it but if they would if they would it would be the best for humanity not to have somebody control it centrally. It's that's the worst idea. The best part about the internet is that it doesn't have that kind of control. And even when big governments try to do that in China and others, there's ways around it. If this tries to, if everybody wants this to be their AOL, because there were times where people are trying to lock it down, right? AOL is an exact exact example of this, and they were very successful. But ultimately, it didn't hold because nobody wants to be stuck in that place and never be able to go anywhere else. I think that has to happen for this to be as amazing as it could be. And if it doesn't, we're, we're a little bit screwed. And unfortunately I agree with you that that's how people are going to want it to be. They're going to want your money, your devotion, your brand loyalty, and they're not thinking about open standards and they need to. I really hope, I hope this is our cyberpunk moment. You guys, (laughs) developers and little people like us, we got to figure out a way to hang on to it and control it from the, from the bottom because the top does not want uh, an open system that they just get to glom onto. They want to control the system and make everybody else do it. So I don't want regulation in the VR verse double bird to that. All right, Garrett, you were going to say something to cut you off. I didn't mean to, what were you going to say? Uh,
0: I, I guess I'm, I, I, I don't mean to be the old man on his porch yelling, get off my lawn VR today. But uh, <laughs> you mentioned like you're, I also, I, I, I stand to be convinced that like, a more visual representation of connectivity is worth a lot. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, what you send is cool. Again, it's cool tech, but like, also, I don't know. Um, I kind of enjoyed COVID. I like people leaving me the hell alone. <laughs> I don't want to be that, 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 that accessible constantly all the time.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, what if you, as it, as it is,
0: one of my favorite features is hide offline when I play games. Like I just let me
2: game in peace. I don't, I don't, need to always be reachable. But in theory you should th- that this would allow for you to do that and 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 continue to do that without with ease. Like the idea isn't that suddenly you're now virtually everywhere in all places and everybody has access to you. The idea is that you would still control all the levels of that. But if you wanted to be at a party, you could be. If you wanted to be playing an MMO with 20 friends, you could be. If you want to be soloing, you could be. And all of that stuff is as easy as you know, literally waving a hand at a button that says "show offline," and you're and no one knows you're there. Like I, I, I think, can click a button that says "show offline." You're right. You're right. But,
0: I'm but Garrett, why click when you can when wave? you can wave? <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the thing. Is like I just I stand I stand to be convinced. No one's convinced. No one's been able to put it in like a a quantifiable positive, you know, pros and cons for me. Like it's just like I I, I feel like. It In my brain, it eventually devolves into, but it would just be cool. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't see why it's better than how we currently operate. Uh,
2: it does. You do sound like an old man. No, I'm just kidding. You don't. <laughs> I, I think it's actually a reasonable stance, and I don't think it's proven itself yet. Um But if I've learned anything in my lifetime, it's that none of this makes sense until it does. And there are things I do online right now, including this. That seem, like us recording right now and showing three videos at once and then broadcasting that out to one video and everyone seeing it in a 30-frame 1080p screen and, and uh, animation going on and, and me plugging sound into it, all the things we're doing right now would have seemed like laughably impossible 20 years ago. And that wasn't that long ago. So I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not any more convinced than anyone else that our gaming future is a hundred percent in this new meta space, this, this virtual world, but I am willing to say that I have, I really don't know. Like I don't know. And I, and I, and I don't want to be that guy at the end of it going, bah, we had keyboards and mouse and it was fine. I just don't want to be that guy because I want to be able to benefit from whatever these new things are. And who knows? Maybe all this kicks in and we're dead anyway and it won't matter. <laughs> you know? Like,
0: okay. Well, thank you for <laughs> finding a more negative take than yeah. me today. I'd I don't mean, it.
2: I don't mean suddenly. I mean, you know, we just age out before any of this really gloms, gloms <laughs> on. But but well, uh, yeah,
0: I, I, I can't believe I haven't had a, a chance to just make the joke that I find it hilarious that the company whose primary user is old people are the ones trying to spearhead and make VR a thing because, like, until it is easy enough for my grandma to use, I don't think it's really going to pop off and become a standard.
2: Well, that goes uh, to my old my whole point of like it's almost an accident that Meta slash I mean Meta now a parent company, Facebook a subsidiary, and Meta's you know making everything around that. It's it's in some ways it's kind of doesn't mean anything, and in some ways it means a lot of things bank wise, but but. Uh, I mean, it it
0: it it certainly adds to my skepticism of, of like your hope for this, this more utopian science fiction future, which I would love to see. But it's like if it's being spearheaded right now by what I think is one of the most evil tech corporations currently in existence. Yeah, it's like
2: uh, this is know. yeah, uh, this is the problem, right? Like it's almost like a pure accident that the not an accident. It's all about money and who bought who. But the Oculus, uh, both history and current state of things, Oculus now meta, they're the best thing on the market straight up and they're selling the most of the market. It just so happens that I don't know if you could say they got lucky, but they, they are, they are, they happen to be at the forefront of sales and adoption and they also suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. It
0: wasn't always that right. Like, cause they right. acquired Oculus.
2: Oculus was,
0: was doing it right. Like the
2: soonest. Yeah, they were, and they
0: were, they were really firing on all cylinders and they got acquired by Facebook. And,
2: right. And now, and then the, the nice thing is the Facebook, like, oh, you got to have a Facebook account. whole thing that started with Meta 2, that's going away now. Now you don't have to do that. Uh, so I think Meta Meta part of this Meta thing is for them to try to separate that from themselves. But I also think they're kind of feeling desperate. They're a huge company worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. But I think they're a little bit nervous because their way is what I'm talking about where it seems fine to go connect with your family and say things on a social network. That stuff I think has got a limited life shelf life. And I, I don't think that they, I think they are probably in a corporate way, being very smart about extending this direction. They also happen to be really sketchy and weird. And I I'm totally with you where you're coming from. So it's a that was well, yeah, a real. They won't
1: only own like my conversations and everything I say and do, but also all my body movements. As oh well. no! Like, oh no! How are they going to use that? Yeah, no kidding. They're oh, going
0: to know how bad you're I am gonna... at the
1: Macarena. It's going to suck. I mean, I, yeah, no, they are. I don't trust
2: them at all. <laughs> and it does come back down to like right now. Anyway, this is how we have to go with it, right? Because if Apple, let's say Apple puts out a headset, I like Apple stuff. I'm a fan. Um, I would be way more stoked about something they're doing. Um,
0: yeah, but a lot of people I know doesn't
2: like Apple and they would feel the same way as you guys do about meta. So we still have that right? It's that
0: issue of, of like, well, it's, it's yes. Apple makes good products, which I think they do, even though I don't use their computers anymore. Um, but then I go, cool. Oh, I won't be using this for gaming. Mm hmm. Because it's Apple. Um, and, and, you know, maybe if you're a primarily mobile gamer, you'll have a different a different reaction. But I'm not. I'm a primarily PC and console
2: player. and Sure. It would Apple take a lot to change your opinion. On yeah. Your impression of that would have to change, and it would they would have to do a lot to change that. I, I totally get it. Like, if Google did it, I would be very skeptical because of the way yeah, they use I, personal I would information. Be, I, I would trust Apple a lot
0: more to handle the more social aspects of everything you've talked about today. Yeah.
2: Like, well, of, they've, you know, earned, they've earned some of that, but and... there's their privacy stuff, right? Like they've been they've they've earned some of that, of that, and and to
0: a, to a certain degree, I still degree. Get advertised tacos when I talk about
2: Taco Bell. <laughs> my phone. So, I mean, I mean, no matter what, they all want our info in some form. I mean, relative. We, uh, yeah. Any...
0: Also, also, can I like sidebar? Can I get a phone without a microphone? Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't use it for calls. Plus, there's this that's whole the thing. iPod Touch.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's this whole thing though, like. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was a that was a big deal for a while.
0: Had one, and I remember he had one at when I had my first iPhone, and I like grabbed it to like play some music in his car. I'm like, this is so delightfully thin. Why can't my phone be like this?
2: Yeah, you're like, well, because phones have a lot of other stuff in them. It turns out. Well,
0: and now, now they're basically about the size. I think the thickness of a of an iPod Touch back in the day.
2: Yeah, I don't think they even make those now, do they? Think that stuff. I don't, no. think, so. I don't <laughs> no. think they
0: make anything iPod branded anymore. No,
2: but again, that was like a weird stepping stone, and in their case, it was a you know a smaller uh, perspective of a stepping stone. But that's how I see all of this stuff, and our brand loyalties these days—they're going to play a part. Those brands being willing to change from what they are and who they are will play a part. Like all of this stuff is unknown, and I find it fascinating and weird, and I'm stoked to just kind of watch it evolve. But as a gamer. I don't know what that future looks like yet, but I I want to be here for it when it happens. Whatever that. Uh, looks another like. sidebar:
0: they still make iPod touches. You can buy one right now.
2: Oh really? I didn't know that.
0: Apple.com/slash/iPodTouch. <laughs> oh really? My well, I'm surprised <laughs> was, they still make these.
1: I thought that was like a blast from the mid two thousands past.
0: <laughs> blow, my mind is blown. Right. I mean, this is like legitimately. Can I? Can y'all? Can Can I buy these with a with a SIM card? I don't like, know. Let's see. Oh yeah, look at these. Apple, sell this to me with a SIM card.
2: I mean, these are. When's the last time they did these? <laughs> it's been Bang. a while. It's been a while because they still use the button. They're they're they don't have the you know the fuller screen. It has the button. Yeah, it's oh. got the button. Up to two hundred and fifty-six gigabytes of storage. Uh, the they Apple Music subscription works there too. So you would load the songs. So yeah, they still and it's a four-inch Retina display. They still have it. <laughs>
0: I don't I don't need a microphone I don't make calls and I don't want my phone listening to me
2: yeah that's weird
1: you just want internet connectivity on yeah. your mp3 player <laughs> well and these yeah.
2: the, the other thing these companies and game companies are gonna have to rec- reckon with is they're gonna have to reckon with people who just want what you just said I just want this and then they're gonna have to be able to adhere to that they cannot say like I that's why I hated the Zuckerberg presentation so much because it was like this is how you're gonna do everything No, you don't know what I'm going to do. You have no idea what I want to do. So what you got to do is make a big (laughs) open... No
0: less in touch with humanity than Zuckerberg.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So if you want me to do things, you got to let me do the things I want to do. Just like now I I customize all my interfaces with technology and connectivity. All of it, you know, all the way down to how do I skin my browser to how do I dump my trash out of my desktop every day? Like there's ways I do things that others don't. So what you do is you give them an open playing field and then let people do what they're going to do. And the I'm telling you, if it doesn't play like the web, but in a big 3D interactive space, but plays like the web, we're screwed. I don't like that future. Not into it. Because then we're just branded up to the nozzle and we're all, it's all freaking Blade Runner all the time you know taco bell and uh, millennium man or whatever the hell that was called what's that movie called not uh, only oh, oh oh uh shit sure. <laughs> uh, demolition, demolition Man. <laughs> demolition man
0: with three yeah. shells in
2: the bathroom and all that all right we'd love to hear your feedback send us your thoughts your emails your comments we want to know what you think about the future of vr in gaming I legitimately don't know how people are
0: going to react. I don't know if I'm going to get hate or I'm going to get a bunch of people <laughs> like, "Oh, thank God, you are the voice of reason. Like, no, I you'll, do you'll, people like VR? I don't know if there's VR stands.
2: Like, there are people who really, <laughs> really like VR.
0: I um, think it's 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 a fine it, like I like it as a gaming niche. Like yeah. that's that's where VR falls for me.
2: Our pal Jeff Kanata like is. That a,
1: it's available for people who want it. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Yeah. And you're and you. I mean, I think we all are curious to see innovation right but that doesn't mean we're all in on a thing yet and I don't want I probably am coming off as like all in on whatever I'm I'm not necessarily I'd like to see how it plays out I'm more interested no, I in think that.
0: coming off as optimistic which I think is, is yeah is a good I thing. am optimistic
2: um, about it I think a lot of things just suss themselves out over time and you know even if it seems weird at one point it it it, it usually swerves in our direction as a as a you know as a thing that we're meant to Take part in in a massive way. We're all supposed to be connected to a thing. It will go in our favor, typically. I think the web did that. And every time someone tries to not do that, we all get really mad. I think that'll happen here. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but send us your feedback. We'd love to know more about what you think the instance at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we got an email. Uh, I want to read this before we talk about the games we played. Connor T wrote in, says, Hey, instance crew, I shared an elevator briefly with Bobby Kodak in downtown LA last week. And we didn't try, or sorry. And he, and while he didn't try and harass me directly, <laughs> I had the distinct feeling he wasn't changed, Connor T. I just thought that was the weirdest email I've ever gotten. That is the
0: weirdest email, and I love it. Thank you, Connor T. <laughs> That's for sharing amazing. this. Amazing, uh, Bobby. Like you could just, you could just smell uh, the down payment for his next yacht.
2: Yeah. On him. I wanted to know so much more too about like what was it like? Was it quiet? Did was he affable? Did you? <laughs> Did you say uh, Call of Duty sucks? Quit making it, or you know, like what? I want to know more. <laughs> I'm just gonna yell at him. Like, <laughs> like you know, quit harassing I'm, women. I'm, at this and,
0: point, if I saw Bobby Kotick, I think I'd just be like, "Hey, man, you suck."
2: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mm, what would I say? I don't know what I'd do. I don't know if I'd say that. I'd probably go.
0: And you're hey, you're I'd go. I don't even know who you are.
2: I go. Uh, uh, had a rough year, did you? Or something like that. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to see what his reaction would be. I'd be more subtle like that, I think.
0: You, uh, you go, Oh, you're the CEO of Call of Duty presents.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um all right. Games we played this week. Uh I've been playing a lot of Loop Hero for some reason. Well, I know why. I gave it my game of the year for twenty twenty uh one. I love that game. <laughs> and I'd forgotten just how much crack it is, so the crack is back, baby. I'm playing that game and looping my hero like a like a like a freak show. I still think it's the best game of last year even though it's the most like uh, uninspiring graphical 2D you know ass looking thing they just know all that the scratches I need itched and made a video game out of it and I love it so play more Loop Hero everybody Jocelyn you're back into ESO did you see the teaser
1: I did see the teaser. Oh, I retreated the crap out of that. I'm so excited! It looks like they're bringing like Sea of Thieves pirates into. <laughs> yeah so and I'm just like, why wouldn't we smoosh all the things that I love into one game? That yeah. sounds amazing. The word, so. the word
2: is they say they're going where they've never gone before, which tells me this isn't going to be some throwback to a previous Elder Scrolls setting for the first time. Uh, so it'll We're be something going new. Somewhere,
1: it be some island of some kind, yeah. another continent or something. And those ships yeah. look
2: piratey as shit. And, uh, the guy walking up and getting up on the thing is, it looks like a piratey sword, man. I'm in, bring it. <laughs> I'm getting back into ESO this year. And I didn't even think I was gonna, cause I just, I was like, well, whatever the next expansion, I'm sure I'll poke in, but I am very curious about it now. So. Yeah,
1: I think we've got a couple of weeks still till the uh, till the actual like announcement day. But yeah, the teaser was pretty great.
2: It looked neat. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It's very short, but um, looking at it right now, and yeah, this just looks
0: like Port Royal from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what I want, that's dude. Not,
0: that's not me down downplaying anything. That just you couldn't do more to sell me on ESO.
2: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: hey, we got pirates now.
2: I just like that they're <laughs> they're spreading their wings a bit and saying, well, let's make something new here like we're not mm-hmm. just going to say hey remember skyrim we're going back there for a bit hey remember Elder or uh, B- B- oblivion this whole expansion's I about remember. yeah and i <laughs> and,
1: and I, yeah you've kind of done them all <laughs> and i
2: like that stuff i mean i'm not complaining but and like somerset was something i wasn't familiar with but it's you know it's part of the lore but i loved that and you know the more the the, the my favorite expansions of that uh, game have been the ones i knew the least about going in So this is what that sounds like. And I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, we'll see how that goes. I
1: tried to, uh, I was going to play Subnautica or I was going to play below zero. And then I was like, I never really finished the main game. I should try to do that. And then I didn't have, or like, I couldn't remember what I was doing or where I was, where I was in my playthrough. And I was like, oh man, I don't want to play all this. And then, so I was just looking on Steve and I was like, Hey, I've got the Skyrim, like, anniversary update or whatever. I'll go try to play that, and I played that for literally five minutes. I was like, why aren't I just playing ESO? Yeah. ESO is just this, but better. It <laughs> so I'm just kind of loop back around, and yeah.
2: You get no then, argument oh, from me. I just can't wait. <laughs> no no argument from me. I, I do that, too. I'll, like, even load it up with mods and stuff. I'm like, alright, Skyrim, yeah. let's see where things are at, and I'll start playing it and go, or I could be playing ESO, because it's really a really good version of this now, and it's a little tighter yeah. and cleaner and less janky, and I don't know, it's too funny how that turned out, but ESO, still got it, man. Uh Garrett, speaking of MMOs, on to Heavens Word with you, sir. How's it going? I'm
0: finally done with Realm Reborn. Oh, good. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I completed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh so yeah, no, now it's time to start Heaven's Ward. And then I I took a detour. Our good friend John Jagger ran me through the coils of Bahamut raid.
2: Mm. How'd that go?
0: Uh that's some, um, that's a lot of lore. My brain hurts. Yeah. I've heard
2: that's cool, yeah. though. I've heard good things I about it. I did that. it
0: the same day as I wrapped up A Realm Reborn. And so I had like finished like the Crystal Tower stuff and all. And, and Crystal Tower is a big lore dump. And yeah. then that night, uh, John's like, hey, I got some time. You and Kyle, come with me. Let's go do Call of Bahamut. And at the end of the night, I was just like, my brain is so full of Final Fantasy lore. What uh, did Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot to take in, but it's a really cool raid. Yeah. Um,
2: so you're an expert now, is the point right
0: oh yeah totally i am uh i am the 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 most horrible and ill-informed final fantasy 14 expert on the web uh
2: youtube.com slash amu tv go go like, check it the out the yeah. worst
0: final fantasy lore information you could ever find <laughs> uh
2: speaking of uh learning things uh e- e- or um uh, what the hell is it called e3 is being uh it's all digital this year so uh, uh they've decided to not do anything in person again for uh covid reasons omicron reasons and, um, that's all you're going to get, but I'll bet there's some stuff we'll want to talk about coming up in June. So
0: can I put on a headset and, uh, and wave my hands at the virtual booth babes? Is that, yeah. is that an option?
2: That is an option in theory. Uh, the other option is maybe they see this, is how you do it. You get, you get virtual Bobby Kodak up on a stage and then you throw a virtual chair at him, you know, <laughs>
1: We're going to go with tomato, but sure, chairs. Yeah, yes. why not? Like wrestlers. <laughs> hey,
2: the
0: man deserves at least one chair thrown at him. Yeah, like wrestlers, <laughs> like a folding chair, it you know?
2: Like it has to hit him. I'm not, ad- I'm not saying it has
0: to be guaranteed violence.
2: Oh, yeah. So. No, I don't want it to hurt him, but I wouldn't mind if you had some captic feedback on him that would, like, say, yeah, that guy.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you just want to hurt his avatar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to punch him in the virtual nuts, okay?
2: <laughs> yeah, can I do that? And then he would just feel, at home, Bobby would feel a little <laughs> in his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe I don't want to give him a little buzz no, in his crotch. No, I don't want to
0: yeah.
1: give him a little... No. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Are we, are, am I not going to have another in-person E3? Am I going to see uh, Phil Spencer on stage again before he retires? I don't know, so,
2: man. I, I kind of hope... Well, he'll be on camera, but maybe not on stage. Uh, he better not retire. He's not talking about that, is he?
0: I thought he... Didn't he say he was going to be stepping down? Oh, the they need future?
2: him. He needs to stay on as long as am he can I mistaken? stay. He... Uh, mm. I think he's really important to them <laughs> right now. He can't leave yet. That's a bad idea. I, like, I like Phil Spencer. He's great. Uh, all right. Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's show. I want to remind you that if uh, you like what you hear here, you can support us on our brand new Patreon. It's not that new anymore. In fact, get in there now because you're a bunch of latecomers. Patreon.com slash Instance is where you to just go Shame
0: people in the bank <laughs> yeah definitely did
2: you know how it goes you gotta you gotta yeah, get you gotta take a hard stance and uh really let it fly listen
0: if you hate vr and think it's a bunch of junk support us on patreon and if you love us if you love vr uh support us on patreon uh, yeah either way either way Scott loves it i'm a skeptic and just throws up
2: yeah jocelyn vomits uh so watch for our upcoming full episode all in vr actually wouldn't mind trying that once but anyway we'll see patreon.com slash instance is where you can do that and there are many great reasons why throw us a buck and get cool extra content while you're at it patreon.com slash instance uh anybody got anything cool going on this week jocelyn i know you've been you know it was a lot of charity streaming last year last month but uh what now what's going on with you
1: that's that's a good question. I uh, I did have a lot of fun streaming on New Year's Eve. And I think uh, so I'm starting up my school starts again next week. So I'm going to kind of see how that goes. But I'm only taking one course this semester. So if I have enough free time, I would like to do some streaming because it was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun um, streaming for the for the charity stuff as well as on New Year's. Like mm-hmm. actually fun streaming Hearthstone like that has not happened in a while. So
2: <laughs> nice. I, I, yeah I'm, I'm, so
1: i think i'm gonna be doing that so if you're interested twitch.tv slash joss
2: yep joss <laughs> joss plays everywhere twitter all those mm-hmm. places so uh check her out hey garrett uh what's up with you what are you doing you mentioned your youtube thing maybe more uh, uh,
0: yeah the latest video that just went out two days ago is about uh kyle and my experience, experience uh, going through coils of bahamut mm. um we accidentally lied on our last video of the year <laughs> saying the next video would be the end of a realm Reborn born video but then we ran coils of bahamut and really we like crap there's a lot of, to talk about here yeah. so we did that instead mm-hmm. um so yeah it's up right now you can see a bunch of footage of john carrying our dead floor tanking asses through coils of bahamut um and hear about like from the perspective of two new final fantasy 14 players if if we think it's worth going out of your way to either get carried through or putting together a group to see the story of coils of bahamut that's nice. it uh, youtube.com slash amovetv I'll throw a link in the chat.
2: Go check it out. That's going to do it for today's show. Theinstance.net is our website. At Instant Show on Twitter. Don't forget our Twitter accounts. Either Joss Plays, Garrett Art, and Scott Johnson. More shows like this at Frogpants.com. And do check out uh, Play Retro. I think you guys will really enjoy it. If you like old games, you're going to like it. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time. Whoops. Why isn't that working? Hold on. That'll do it for us. Shit. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>